0: Yeah, I don't know who's more distracted by the window cleaner—you or Hercules? We are of the same cut. You know when the, when they say people start to look like their dogs, or they choose dogs that look like people. <laughs> I, I don't think you and Hercules are like. Dog and human equivalents, but when I see you both getting so distracted by the fact that there is a man cleaning the windows, I can see it. Yeah, people can't see
1: obviously it's a podcast. However, me and Herc are both constantly staring out the window, <laughs> trying and look around Jay's corners. He's literally
0: looking the window right now.
1: <laughs> so Liam had a great comment. I when I came back from uh, Sicily, I was very tanned and I had a black tank top I right. was sitting next to Herc, who is black and tanned. And <laughs> <laughs> Liam says, "You guys are wearing the same outfit." <laughs>
0: We'll post that for you guys later. (laughs) Amazing.
1: When this podcast goes out, people don't understand.
0: Speaking of posts, I was quite impressed by your muscle-up. It's good, isn't it? I'm going to do so many muscle-ups today, mate. You're going to do
1: zero. (laughs) Um, Welcome to Better Than Average Podcast, episode five. With me, Jay, Chris, and as always, our tech guy with a tan, Hercules, (laughs) Hercules <laughs> Hercules who has really got to keep his shit together today. He's no he's all over the place. He's on a fine line. If you didn't know, if he was a human, he'd be autistic. However, he's just a dog.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's I I, th- I think it's just the the fact that he threw up when <laughs> we were recording last week. <laughs>
1: no. He hasn't thrown up this week.
0: No. No, and he seems he's got more about him. But that could be the intruder in the garden. The problem is, he's so distracted. He's chasing reflections off the sun, because it's sunny
1: today where we are. He's looking at the window cleaner, who said he might start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, wants to come and train with us.
0: Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Is he one of these people that says he wants to do it, thinks he wants to do it, but never actually gets there? I'll
1: let you guys decide. He first told me that he wanted to try it two years ago.
0: (laughs) And he's never been to a session?
1: one session at a different academy but didn't like it so i'll name the academy no icon
0: (laughs) i said no oh right okay
1: (laughs) yeah he went there and you know what he only had one session he doesn't not for
0: everyone no no
1: no, he doesn't know you need as you said more than one session really more than a few to understand whether you really want to do this sport and let's face
0: it most people don't because you get smashed for however many months my youngest brother was messaging me this week about going and visiting the club. What's his name? Uh, Andrew. But okay, A.K. Beardy Games or something like that. Is that like him? That. Okay, <laughs> yeah, That's Beardy great. Games on Instagram because yeah.
1: he left a comment on our post and then I deleted the post. You deleted the post. Yeah. Harsh. The one that went up just because he commented. Any captions? Is it because he's got a beard? I thought he was a scary biker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he might be a method. Let's. Just... He's a big boy. Actually. Is
0: he? He's a big boy. Yeah.
1: Has he got loads of hair?
0: Everywhere. Uh, As in, is he a hairy bodied man? He's got not a lot of hair on his head. I can say that much. He's got a big beard. He's got a big beard. Yeah. Sorry. I I know I keep looking over your shoulder. (laughs) It's the window cleaner, isn't it?
1: Yep, he's there. And Herc's looking at him too. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually going to point the mic at it
0: for some reason. (laughs) So you guys could hear it through your eyes. So Jay, I was a little hurt that you don't think I can do a pull up. Um, one single pull up, an actual pull up. You don't think I can do a single pull up?
1: No, I think you might be able to. Jay, to think so little of me. Let's set the parameters, shall we? Strict, no kipping, chin above the bar.
0: Mate, you are in for a surprise.
1: No, I'll be pleasantly surprised. I'll be very proud of you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's so (laughs) (laughs) patronising.
1: (laughs) <laughs> all right, so let's take some of the heavyweights in the club. Will can do them. He's done some yesterday. So you think Big Will can do them, but I can't? I watched him do it. But Fuck I was, Big Will. I was skeptical. <laughs> I was skeptical. He was trying to muscle up it. Um, but it's, he's got the strength to
0: do it. And the power, it's all about 10 acres, isn't it? So how many pull-ups can Big Will do? I don't know. I feel like the heavyweight pull-up challenge might be something that is going to become a thing at the academy. It shouldn't really make a difference if you're a heavyweight or not, should it? Whether well, it you're... clearly does. But why? Well, because you're pulling your weight. So am I. Yeah, but you weigh nothing. But it's the equivalent. Five foot six man, <laughs> probably, 60 <laughs> We've probably 60 kilos. we got to start with You're probably 60 kilos second weight. wet.
1: <laughs> I'm putting in the same
0: percentage of weight as you, which is 100% of my body weight. I'm not talking percentage, mate. I'm talking raw figures. Well, it doesn't make any sense. I am weigh myself this morning, mate. Under 104 kilos now. 114. <laughs> B <Behave>. A. <laughs> Under 104 kilos. That's amazing. Now. So I'm going to pull 104 kilos. No problem. Well, there's two things to address there. Let's check that weight at the club. <laughs> <laughs> That's before breakfast.
1: <laughs> and let's check it pre or post an attempted pull up. That's
0: before breakfast. And I had Tim horns this morning. <laughs> did you? <laughs> did you? Oh,
1: did you go by yourself?
0: Well, I did, but I brought food home for Lou. What did you, you get? I like to I like to just have the uh, Egg muffins Yeah Yeah You like a bagel? Shalom I, like, I, I enjoy a bagel I like a bagel Who too Who doesn't enjoy a bagel? I love
1: a bagel Bagels are really nice But I don't really like the bacon Is it because it's it? really because it's, it's not real bacon It's very um, American bacon isn't it? Americans I don't think have bacon like us do that It's too thin
0: Yeah 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 I've got an issue with the girth of the bacon <laughs> I like a thick bacon
1: Oh yeah And it,
0: I like it crispy as well I like it crispy, but no one ever gets crispy bacon in these places, do they? Because you've got to fry it to do that.
1: You do. You have to put oil in it. So you can cook. Oh, my God. I'm talking about cooking right? So (laughs) there's some things I render first. (laughs) Render? Render. I render the fat out. So if I'm cooking a duck breast, it starts on a cold pan. And you cook it fat side down. Jay, you're blowing my mind. On a cold pan? Cold pan to start. Put it fat side down. Then it heats up It renders the fat Out of the duck breast And that creates The oil lubrication
0: For the rest of the uh, So there's no oil On your pan before that No Not on the duck breast This is Filipino style This is just Good cooking Grab a chicken From the garden Cut his head head off off, (laughs) Gut it
1: And then cook it Gut it first Yeah Don't want to be eating Those intestines No Use those for bait To catch other animals Oh Oh there you go Right So nothing goes to waste Jay Use the feathered Skin as a hat (laughs)
0: No? (laughs) You've gone too far. You can though. You've gone too far. You can.
1: Use your head as a little puppet.
0: I feel like it's going to be very hard for us as a podcast to get any (laughs) listeners that are like, you know. Squeamish. Animal lovers. (laughs) Oh,
1: we don't want you. If you're worried about the fact that I've killed rabbits and chickens. Only for food though, right?
0: Yeah. Jay.
1: It is only for food.
0: (laughs) Jay, survival training.
1: I mean, we didn't eat the rabbit, but we sucked the eyeball out. That is gross. Is it though? Yes. Why? Because it's just weird. Do you know why though? It's not because we were like, ooh. That's the thing
0: lose. they train you to do in the army. Yeah, it's more Suck scary. the
1: eyeball up. It's more, I, Jack would love me talk. Jack said I, he can't get enough of the military talk.
0: <laughs> Jack Ward, <laughs> if you're listening, this Jack, is for you, baby. This is for you. One hour, 20 minutes. <laughs> One hour, 20 minutes of pure military talk. <laughs> were you in the military, Jay? Because you've never mentioned it. No.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> um, yeah, you suck it out. You suck out the eye. So you, when you kill a rabbit,
0: so this is an actual survival thing they do in the army. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> sorry, Herc wants to. He's tapping the
1: door. Herc, no, you can't go outside because the window cleaner is scared of you. Oh, Quite rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we um, you kill the rabbit. You hold it over your leg and you stroke. You hold the back legs and you you stroke it from tail to ear, and it calms it down. Right. Yeah, it's nice and calm of relaxed. You pick it up, you lift it, and it's just hanging. You chop it in the back of the neck, and it makes a little squeak. Oh, God. (laughs) Grow (laughs) up, Chris. This is making me a little sad. (laughs) And then you give it one more chop for good luck. You know if it's been killed. So it's a a a
0: clean clean death. It's a clean death, yeah. It doesn't feel anything. It's fine. Or if
1: it does, it it can't tell us. And then what we do first is you pull back the eyelid, and you suck the eye out, and you swallow it because of the moisture. That's gross. You need to hydrate. That is gross. And it tastes like nothing. That's disgusting. Yeah. Is it? I think it's fine.
0: (laughs) I think it's gross. I think it's fine. I think it's gross, mate.
1: But incidentally, I I don't actually know how to catch a rabbit. We
0: were told how to... You were told what to do once you caught it, but you weren't shown how to catch it. We were
1: shown that as well. I don't know if I can remember that. But you can't remember.
0: No. So you'd be useless on the Hunger Games then?
1: Oh, yeah. I'd have to eat people. You've never seen the Hunger Games, have you? No. Mate, you're missing out.
0: But Jennifer Lawrence is in it. <laughs> Jay's a big fan. I mean, I could see from your face you're a big fan. So if you're a big fan of Jennifer Lawrence, how come you've never watched the Hunger Games? I don't know. Um, you're weird it? about stuff. You're almost like I, I know this because I've recommended movies to you, and I know you're not watching them. Almost out of
1: spite. Like remember, remember the Titans? Is that remember the one? Remember the Titans is such a good movie. Denzel Washington. Yeah, playing Denzel Washington.
0: Playing Denzel Washington as Denzel Washington, the coach
1: the same role in every movie and then he went on after he retired to become a copper in
0: training day pass (laughs) (laughs) I've seen training day yes I've seen training day it's not as good as remember the titans come on I just think the psychology of the fact that you refuse to watch that movie because I've asked you to watch it it's not that (laughs) It's not that. Jay is, this is, because Jay is hard to manage. Jay does not want to be told what to do. No, I like being told what to do. You do not like being if told what to do. I like, like doing do. the task at hand.
1: <laughs> In what
0: situation do you get told what you have to do? You've set up your life so that no one has to tell you what to do. Hang on, I'm still thinking. <laughs> God damn it, that's a good point. You don't have your own PT, right? You're not a PT that has a PT that trains you. No you don't want to, do, do. I do have coaches. You do have coaches. And I'm
1: very good at listening to instructions. <laughs> oh, mm. If you gave me head advice, up, Jay, head you, up. You gave head me up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give me advice on the matter. I'll follow it. Oh, you did not follow the advice, otherwise you wouldn't get stuck in a triangle? Oh, well, my neck was sore. <laughs> That's
1: from lifting my head
0: up. I think you. I think you misinterpreted the advice. Um, Yeah, I I think you misinterpreted the advice I don't think you were ignoring it No, it was just (laughs) On the video it doesn't look like you're ignoring it
1: In the moment (laughs) when you're dying
0: My brain is still not right by the way Yeah, so this is an interesting one Which I think we should talk about Mm. So, obviously For anybody that's just tuning in today Where have you been? If you haven't listened to the previous Stop, go back immediately
1: Invest four hours of your life (laughs)
0: It's, it's actually, too much. Start actually, from here. It's actually, five. You won't miss a lot. You won't miss a lot. So you obviously got stuck in a triangle choke. Mm. So a triangle choke, uh, for anybody that's not familiar with jiu-jitsu, is like Xena from GoldenEye style, legs Zenia. around the head. Xenia. on a top. Xenia Zen- on a top. Mm. <laughs> you, you pulled that out yeah. of the back catalog really clean. I watched GoldenEye recently. You watched GoldenEye I recently? I was going to put
1: on Remember the Titans, but... <laughs>
0: So anyway, it's Zena style. It's legs around the head, right? Essentially. So Jay's stuck with another man's legs around his head and he's either unwilling or unable to try and get out of that position. Make sure of both. Okay. So because of that, it's putting pressure on your arteries and therefore cutting circulation to your brain. And you're having brain fog since then, is that right? I am actually. I am actually having brain fogs. So uh, I'm pretty sure I everything
1: went dark a couple of times in that comp. At that point where everything went dark i would have tapped in the club yeah. without a doubt because but i didn't want it a comp i can fight through this because there's a there's a chance i could have escaped um anyway it's had an effect because i didn't feel right for the next day 24 hours maybe my brain just felt heavy uh and i'm pretty sure that's concussion mm. I'm pretty sure. i don't know if you can get concussion
0: from being strangled or just impact i have no idea well i know we have at least one gp that listens to the podcast do we we do No way. I don't know if I should name him. Um, My brother's a GP and he listens to the podcast. Your brother's a GP? He's a big fan. Your brother's a GP? He is.
1: Your your family's so middle class. Oh, you think? Private school teacher.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've got one brother that's a private school teacher. A GP? A GP. I work in logistics. And my youngest brother, he's a mechanic. Oh,
1: so you've got real proper like working class, hard work and graft. And then GPs.
0: We've got the full range. Yeah. Um, so, that's amazing. Okay, cool. so in all fairness to my brother, Rich, he he does work very very hard for a GP. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, Rich, if you're listening to this, Jay needs help, mate. Send him a message. He wants to know if there's something up with his brain. Uh, maybe, um, or whether you can get concussion from having a constricted uh, carotid, artery. carotid artery.
1: It's definitely had an effect because the next day when we're going, well, in fact. I probably didn't help this but for the next week I then put myself in triangles (laughs) with people trying to escape yeah that was maybe not a good idea actually in hindsight but you know what I'm probably good at escaping them now (laughs) yeah and as I pass out so Nigel Just shout out to Nigel
0: Nigel if you've watched any of our videos Nigel has an epic beard you'll see him on the video strong beard game yeah
1: I think I said before and I can't remember
0: what I've spoken about publicly possibly best beard in the club it's I don't want to offend any of the boys that got beards but Nigel might be the sort of apex predator of the bearded crew yes Possible.
1: No, I would agree with that very much agree with that so I thought Herc threw up then I heard a noise <laughs> um, I just looked over what he's doing is chasing reflections um, yes yeah, so I met same Nigel same as you, you saw yeah. the
0: Jay saw the reflection and started chasing it
1: <laughs> so I met Nigel in a uh, pure gym I think I said on the last podcast, like I said, I can't remember what I've spoken about publicly on a podcast or privately.
0: This is becoming a real problem. People reference riff- stuff. Saying, oh, yeah. you, you you didn't get a boner. I was like, eh? <laughs> People are talking about your boner. Like,
1: <laughs> and lack off. Anyway, so <laughs> Nigel with his strong beard game um, put me on a triangle just so I can work my escapes and show him what I've been learning as well. And it was quite tight. So I said, like, oh, actually, I've got to tap out of this. And I said, mate, it wasn't. Even really on, but I was going out. They said my eyes were kind of a bit fuzzy. Then I rolled with Ryan, our other coach, and um, Ryan had a bow and arrow choke. By the time I tapped, I think it was too late because I was lying on the mat and I couldn't move. I was aware Ryan was next to me. I was aware while I was aware Ryan was speaking to me, but I couldn't respond. I couldn't really feel my body, and like I said, the weirdest thing—the only way I can describe it—there was some music playing in the background. But the sound was completely distorted, going through different levels of sound. And it was like in The Matrix when Neo touches the mirror and then the mirror goes down his neck and you get that change, that level change. That's what I heard in my head. And then I woke up. I came out of it. I said to Ryan, was, I think I
0: went out. And he went, you did look a little spaced. So my eyes are open. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, so... I, I don't know anybody that's had that experience kind of post getting uh, sort of, I guess... Choked unconscious is the is the kind of term out of competition. I, that's a that's a new one for me. I've not heard of that before.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't know it was a thing. Well, the thing is actually interestingly, I actually stopped uh, doing any kind of boxing and striking because I started to get real bad headaches when I got hit in the head. So um, I stopped. A friend of mine uh, did a white collar boxing thing, and in his training, he suffered a hemorrhage. And uh, yeah, this is serious. He, his, his risks. He knew the risks. And he unfortunately was one of the very few who suffered the consequences of that. And he now can't walk and he can't talk. And I don't even know if he's aware of who he is because he can't communicate this. I mean, it, I, I laugh when I say that. That's this. I, really scary. I don't mean to s- laugh at this, but we gave him a, we walked him through the door a few months afterwards and he was at home in his wheelchair. And he went, hey, it's kind of the noise he could make. And I thought, oh man, he recognizes me. Man, post lady walks through the door. He's like, hey, I like, he just says it, right? He just says these things. We gave him a dog treat to give to his dog. He fucking ate it. Oh, my God. That's, and you're like, that's just awful. You know, sometimes I laugh. And that's white-collar boxing. That's white-collar boxing. It was just a training. Just very
0: unlu- unlucky. So it happened in training? Yeah, one of those things. Just had a bleed in the brain. Um, and it's, you know. So do they think that's something that was triggered by or something that was maybe going to happen anyway? No, they think it was almost certainly from trauma, from getting hit to the head. And
1: he's one of the few because your brain is not designed to take impact, is it? So being, I think this is the problem with some of those striking sports as well. Mm, so the brain being bounced around inside the cranium is not meant to take that impact, and it, it was definitive. It, it's been caused by that, and he didn't have an issue. He, he, he and he for a few days beforehand he would tell me he had a headache, mm. and then eventually he just went and it went in training, and he was he's never the same. Two kids, they're older, they're, they're, they're in their early twenties, late teens. It doesn't matter. He still can't do the things he was doing before. And he was a very active individual. Served in the army with me. Uh, had a husky. Used to take it to Wendover Woods. Every day for a couple of hours. Three hours. No one else can give that dog that kind of activity level. But these are the risks when you go to striking. And this might put some people off that one to do white collar boxing. Personally I wouldn't do it. Because I think the risk reward is not enough. If it's your job. Yeah I get it. If it's not your job. You don't have to do it. If you want to experience it, I wouldn't try to put anyone off, but you need to understand the risks involved of taking part in these activities.
0: Yeah, because that's a that's a real shame because actually we spoke about Shaky Jake Ronaldson last yes. week. Shaky Jake's done the white collar boxing thing a couple of times. Yeah. And I went to watch it. It was a good fun, a great event. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, that's, that's super sad,
1: man. I know, man. And you think about the uh, white collar boxes. They probably get hit a little bit more in the head than normal (laughs) boxers because they don't know how to dodge dodge, dodge punches and they're throwing a full force, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I suppose I never really thought about that. They don't
1: know how to wind back from their punches. Yeah, I think they
0: wear a head protection, but still... Which
1: arguably doesn't make it worse because you can't take away the impact. It can only transfer it. Yeah. So the head head guard will protect you from superficial injuries, Mm. cuts, bruises, but the actual impact... We'll just transfer through that glove, through the head guard,
0: into the head, into the brain. I'm feeling a bit guilty about all the jabs I threw at you back in the day now. Mate, that's probably led to my concussion now. <laughs>
1: Delayed on concussion.
0: thing is, you put it on yourself. Because yeah, it's it's out, yeah. my philosophy in training is I will always try and match intensity. <laughs> and you're an intense guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So I can imagine you asked for it. Oh
1: my God. Yeah, probably. I remember James Anderson running with him for the first time. God, he choked me so many times.
0: James, An- mild mannered James Anderson, mild mannered Pedro Pascal,
1: Pedro Pascal, James <laughs> he Anderson.
0: Does, he's a handsome dude. Yeah. He does look like Pedro. He's a handsome
1: guy, isn't he? <laughs> um, or Elvis? I think he kind of looks like Elvis.
0: <laughs> James Anderson's a legend.
1: Yeah, used to train with us. He he's moved back to Plymouth now. Trains there. Is it Pantheon, I believe. Pantheon. I
0: and I actually met one of James's um, training partners at the All Stars in Coventry. Is it Jamie? Jamie. Yeah, shout out to Jamie, who picked me from the crowd based on my t-shirt. Such a big deal. (laughs) I was shocked, man. Mate. But yeah, he recognized the t-shirt, recognized that I was from the club, and then weirdly recognized the face from the many, many pictures that we've got out of the podcast. Now, how mad is this? Shout out to Jamie. Lovely guy.
1: That's really cool. I love that he recognized you. Um, Yeah. That's pretty awesome. James has been very complimentary about the podcast as well, which is great. Um, I can't wait to see James again. And he's always saying, come down to
0: Plymouth, which would be great. We really need to. Yeah, that would be a great trip. But It's lovely down there. Yeah, it's so far, isn't it? It is far. God damn, James. <laughs> yeah, and those guys are committed. Because Jamie was saying some of his uh, team were competing. Um, and they bit the competition. And it's sort of four hours plus journey up for wow. them. I think, it, I think it was further than that, actually. Yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah, because I think he said... Uh, you know he, they'd done one in uh, bristol like just before that and then they'd done a uh, bit more local commentary it? yeah but still a few hours i think
1: well it's great to be uh it's it, the podcast is getting out there we are getting listeners more listeners than what i thought we would get
0: jiu-jitsu is quite a tight community though isn't it i it is. think that is one of the real benefits of jiu-jitsu over some of the other sports i've done is that the community it it has that slightly small feel It does like i've never been to a competition and not bumped into an old training partner or someone i know who has trained with someone i used to train with yeah you
1: you bump into so many people
0: um that you recognize people that do the competition circuit or they recognize the team or and there's a lot of goodwill at the competitions this one in Coventry is the first time i've been to a competition in a while um and it was great atmosphere so let me ask you chris because i was hoping you'd go to this competition
1: and get the buzz because I've been very disappointed that you haven't competed <laughs> since we've been training
0: together in the same academy. <laughs> have we not? Have I not competed? I competed very new into. purple. I uh, wasn't in your academy then. So, so I've been very interested to see you compete because I feel you'll do very well. Win or lose, I feel you'll do very well. I think I need to. Uh, I need to be a bit bold and put myself out there. Um, as I've kind of said before, I, I, I don't necessarily particularly enjoy competitions. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do one again. Do there's, think, there's a comp coming up. I'm gonna do that. Do you think you benefit from competitions? Do I think I what? You benefit your jujitsu. Do you think it improves? I think it focuses you. Um, I think, and this is an interesting point actually, and I'll come back to it. But I think it focuses on you, and I think doing a competition, you're, it's that very much that experience where you have to. Do the things that you do in training under that little bit more pressure. Yeah. And I think it's the pressure that you benefit from. And I think you can replicate that to an extent in the gym. When uh, Brad said to me, you're going to do a competition round. I spoke about it on the podcast before. And I see the intensity of training partner like Jay deciding that he's going to try and scalp you in front of everybody on the mat. Yeah. Um, That does put some pressure on. Especially as a higher belt. If you're a higher belt and someone says you're gonna do a competition round against someone who's a lower belt, you know they're coming after <laughs> you and you know you're expected to win. Yeah, you are expected to win. Which I did. Yes. And we didn't cover this before, but I'm gonna say it now. By armbar. Yeah, do was. you remember? It's a repressed memory for you, Jay. Let me refresh your memory. No, that's fine, don't worry. you were about to tap so out to a turtle. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> and I took pity on you. So I was not gonna pressure tap. That was a slick armbar. That There's might have been one of my best. It may have been. How long was I cooked for at this, in these positions? It was a little It was while. a five-minute match, and I reckon I armbarred you in the last 40 seconds. It was, it was pretty horrendous, mate. I um, think I was about to get a third stalling penalty for pinning you in turtle. Yeah. So I went for the armbar, which naturally I got. Yeah, it was pretty good, but fuck you. <laughs> and because you told me last week that I hadn't armbarred you, Oh, you went for it, didn't you? And I reckon I you, caught you, right? So, you, you know were what? saved by had, the bell.
1: Had the round timer not gone off, that would have gone on. <laughs> on the other hand...
0: It, yeah, it's not I an official tap.
1: I was like, you know what? The time's going to go. It's going to save me.
0: You didn't look relaxed. <laughs> no, I wasn't relaxed. Oh, that was you looked like a You looked like a bear that had got his foot caught in a trap. You went into that arm bar so fast, it fucking caught me off guard. You fired me up, man. You said on the podcast, you haven't caught me since... And, do you know you know what? What? and I was like, I'm going to catch you this you week. You won't catch me this week either. <laughs> oh, I probably will. <laughs> it's unlikely, isn't We're it? We're doing arm bars tonight, mate. <laughs> I'm in charge of the session tonight. Yeah, drilling doesn't count. Well.
1: I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope to make it tonight. I really yeah. do. I haven't trained today. I'm the, uh, Jay's chickened out. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> um, I mean, your arm bars are so good, mate. They are very I'm good. I'm working
0: on it. That's the thing with jiu-jitsu. You've got to pick something and work on it yeah so for months i've been working on arm
1: man you and jack so jack is annoyingly good at arm he's so good isn't he he's um so uh, how can we describe jack he, he's trained for a long time isn't he and he's the lightest brown belt
0: which is, is insane
1: because he's so jacked but probably
0: the strongest yeah he's
1: <laughs> impossibly jacked um he's just been doing it for so long yeah uh and he's just Jack's brilliant just
0: sort of a bit like bane yeah yeah isn't it's kind it? of like Bane yeah. isn't he yeah. if you were going to pick you know uh DC villains Jack yeah. is Bane so right excuse the language I'm about to
1: use but he does it to me it's called a rape choke oh god and he constantly just gets his fingers around my neck is that what it's actually called
0: yeah and I really like it why is it called that's a stupid name a why name, would someone it? choose that name well we ask Craig Jones people aren't going to want to use it are they no but Jack
1: does <laughs> I think he used it even more because of that um, but he's he's very good. He attacks me from within my half guard, loads.
0: So this is a point where you should be pretty well defended, and he's still getting the show And, and he's, he's he's going for him, man. He I bet is... that really bugs you. Uh, no, I like it. You do not like to get tapped. I haven't tapped. You can tap. I can you, tap, but I refuse. To you refuse. It. Yeah. I want my brains in a bad way. <laughs> That's why you you know. And it's been close. It was so close once. That's why you couldn't remember my name I mean, when I came today.
1: Let, let me rephrase. Jack has tapped me plenty of times but from, from my God, it's harder
0: Jackie's calling you out mate <laughs> <laughs> come get me Jack, Jack Jack's coming after if you now if you dare
1: and he, he's just brilliant he, the way he does his um, his arm bars his setups you two have different arm bar setups and yeah. executions but I feel if you guys combined your strength oh my god there's no escape ever there's no it's bringing me a ball now I know <laughs> his timing is terrible it's really bad isn't it and, we're just chewing on it. and you know, he doesn't
0: destroy his balls.
1: A lot of no, dogs chew through their balls. considering
0: that's a tennis ball, that's
1: in pretty good shape. And you can pull that ball out of his mouth. He doesn't hold on to it. He'll just pull that right out.
0: See, I know that sometimes Dre Tricks people into doing stuff that he knows is going to get quite a visceral reaction from Herc. Johnny. So I'm very reluctant to do something.
1: Well, I don't try and trick them. I just let people make their own mistakes. How are they going to learn?
0: So northern johnny was caught out by this <laughs> however what i learned recently on the way to the competition i've got to address this he's not northern at all what do you mean he's not northern <laughs> apparently he's from hinkley well is that north from here <laughs> <laughs> yeah but not by much <laughs> it's not i'm but sure he you told me hinkley it's hinkley you knew this yeah i've been calling him i thought it was from yorkshire <laughs> <laughs> No, it's from Hinkley. An hour so up So why road. have you been letting me call him Northern Johnny? Because he sounds so Northern. He
1: really does. No one from Leicester sounds like Johnny. Only from people from Hinkley sound like they're
0: from Yorkshire. It sounds like it's quite a unique accent to where he is. Very much so. But I literally was in the car with him. So we all rode down together. Yeah. Another benefit of Jiu-Jitsu. You know, the group car journey. Yeah. And uh, he goes, I'm from around here. And I was like... What? <laughs> How long have we been driving? Yeah, he
1: just—he's got such a unique. Even one of my clients recognizes him when he gets on the train. So she she <laughs> takes the train
0: because she can hear him from <laughs> the yes, next coach. She
1: takes the train <laughs> from Johnny so loud into London, and she goes, "Oh, I saw your jiu friend on the train." Well she saw him. I heard him. <laughs> it's like who is he talking
0: to? Was he even in the same carriage? <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he gets on a Leighton Buzzard. I can't even So anybody
0: who has to get the train from Leighton Buzzard, we're sorry. Look out. You know, you don't want to end up in the same coaches, Johnny. Johnny is so unique. He uh, could not go in a quiet coach. No. He's getting kicked out. He's so unique as an individual. <laughs> he can't he, be quiet. He
1: calls his, I like, he calls his grandmother Nana. I like that. It's so Northern, isn't it? Very Northern. His brother's called Gandhi.
0: I'm still going to call him Northern Johnny. Northern
1: Johnny. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he earned it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Oh, I want to let him tell the story. No, when Johnny comes on, he can tell the story about his nan. Yeah, absolutely. Little trailer, little little insight. <laughs> trailer. <laughs> he let her roll down a hill in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, God. <John.
0: laughs> I feel like stuff like that happens to people like Johnny quite a lot. Yeah. In terms of, you know, sometimes you have those friends, don't you? Where they're like, you know, they they start telling quite a wild story. Yeah. But you know it's true.
1: Exactly. So you're going to find out. We're not, we'll ask Johnny all these questions on when he's on, finally, in the podcast. Why he was called Poopkin for a number of years. Why his brother's called Gandhi?
0: <laughs> Is that his actual name?
1: No, I can't. I don't know what his brother's called, but it's not Gandhi.
0: <laughs> nice people from Hinkley called a near boy <laughs> Gandhi. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a lot of Gandhis in Hinkley. Apparently, I know nothing about Hinkley.
1: I bet there's zero.
0: Other than it's not maybe in Yorkshire.
1: One. <laughs> This is his brother But I can't imagine There's many um, Arabic slash Indian people In Hinkley I'm going to assume It's a very white village I've got no idea mate I'm pretty
0: confident <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you About this picture You sent me oh, Hang on Which so one? So you sent <laughs> hey? Can't talk Can't talk about All the pictures Jay sent me However One of the pictures You sent me Was John Jones At Heavyweight Yes So this has sparked Quite the debate Yes. about john jones yes so john jones you sent me a picture side by side light heavyweight john jones versus heavyweight john jones yes yeah it's not impressive no
1: what does he look like he looks like he's eating too much He
0: looks like john jones in his off season
1: yeah and i think john jones is continuously now being in an off-season I don't think he has to cut weight for this fight so for anyone that said he spent three years putting on loads of muscle I bloody told you (laughs) right you cannot put on kilos upon kilos upon kilos of muscle as a very advanced well-trained athlete it's impossible
0: unless you take a shit ton of steroids and even then so why is it impossible so this is the bit that I don't understand so John Jones normal human being quite a skinny guy he you know John Jones's physique in terms of like the fact that he's quite slim reminds me of when I was a much younger person yeah. and I had quite a sort of Mr Tiggles skinny lanky guy thing going on yeah before you know life caught up with me and I <laughs> right developed the uh, epic dad bod that I have now yes so my question is why can't he put on muscle because he's got a decent sized frame he's 6 foot 4 mm-hmm. you know it's big why can't he put on a few kilos of muscle because he's very really, very well developed <laughs> So we all have... But he's skinny, man. Is he, though?
1: He He looks skinny. If you meet him, you'll be like, Jesus, you're big. He's a big guy. People don't realize because he's so tall and lengthy. But he's got a lot of muscle mass. He carries a lot of muscle mass. But I would
0: say 205 pounds at six foot four is not that big. But that's after a
1: wake-up. He probably fights at 225. Yeah, I suppose. So he he cuts down to that. So what's that in
0: old money? What, like 108 kilos? Probably, yeah. Oh, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. So he comes in heavy.
1: Heavier than anyone at the club, probably. And um, he's such a well trained athlete. There's no way he could have put on that much muscle unless he goes on some serious steroids. But those steroids would stay in his system for a long time and he would never pass the USADA test. So we have to put on as naturally as possible. Now, okay. I'm not saying he didn't dabble in some sort of performance in enhancing drugs in the last three years, but he doesn't look like he's put on much muscle mass. I'm sure he's put on a kilo or two. And he doesn't look like he's on steroids. No. He does not. Fair play, John. Good job. Yeah, good job for not cheating for once, mate, and hiding under the octagon. You couldn't let him have his moment, mate. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> He's a prick, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's a dirtbag, mate.
0: <laughs> One of these day, days, you're going to bump into John Jones, and what? you're going to regret John? that.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'll stand by what I say. A problem you choose to ignore is a problem you choose to accept. And guess what? I don't like domestic violence, I don't like drug abuse. <laughs> I don't like discharging firearms. I don't like crashing cars into pregnant women. I don't like cheating.
0: <laughs> Jay. God, what else is there wrong you're with You're tense it? today. Yeah. Is it because the window cleaner came around? It's, it set you on alert. <laughs> oh, I'm, You can't settle. i everywhere, no. Anyway, John Doe's a terrible bloke if you didn't get all that. <laughs> and In the octagon, savage.
1: Savage in the octagon. And I don't think he's going to be the same savage we've seen.
0: No. I mean, based on the picture, I don't know if that picture is like recent recent i don't know UFC. if they've done it maybe the ufc are trying to downplay john jones and when he gets in there he's going to look lord swaldemort no have you seen the it's embedded? A possibility
1: have you seen the embedded series no i've been watching the embedded series he's doing a lot of swimming so you see his body a lot so that's interesting why do you think he's doing a lot of swimming now i didn't actually think this but Chow Sonnen, who has a bit of a rivalry uncle Chow. with john jones the American gangster. He's so good, isn't he? He is. He's so bloody good. He, um, he believes John Jones is doing swimming because of some sort of rehabilitation. He thinks he can't stand the rigors of impact anymore. And it's actually not a bad theory because swimming isn't really the best thing to do in terms of your, your physical development for MMA. It's not developing power. Must be good for your cardio, though. Good for your cardio. Yeah, definitely good for your cardio. Running's better, though.
0: Better than swimming. Mm-hmm.
1: You think? I think so. Interesting. I believe running is the most superior form of cardio you can do. I'm not saying other
0: better than row machine, better than all that jazz. In
1: in Get overall, your trainers on go for overall. A run. Yeah, it is the best thing to do because it's the most natural thing we have.
0: Interesting.
1: So I, I believe we evolved to run. I believe
0: as a species, some of us did, but everyone did. <laughs> you know all the mechanics of running. Like you got sh- those long shins, especially for running, like a gazelle, like a T Rex, like a T. T-Rex Short femur, long shins.
1: (laughs) Yes, but um, yeah. So I think John Jones um is a little bit fluffier than normal because he's gone to heavyweight, which I assume would happen to go up to heavyweight. He doesn't look like he's put on much muscle mass, and he probably hasn't. And he's gonna have to condition himself to carry that extra mass, and to do that, he's gonna have to increase his cardiovascular output.
0: Although carrying a lot of muscle is not good for your cardio, right? Mm, No, it's not. Um, So. I get that he's not a natural heavyweight. Yes. But he's a bit fluffy. Yeah. But there's a few UFC heavyweights out there that carry a little bit of extra uh cushion, mm-hmm. shall we say? Pretty successful. So maybe that's not a bad thing.
1: I mean, it's not on the bad it's not a bad thing. You can't judge someone's athletic ability based on how they look. But we've got a bit of data on John Jones and how he normally performs, and what he normally performs at, and his body composition, so right now, he's carrying more body fat, than he ever has done, it may lead to a better performance, because he's not doing the weight cut. I doubt it, um, talking about the UFC fighters, the heavyweights, who are you referencing, who are carrying a bit more, as you say, padding, well I don't want to, you know, fat shame anyone, of correct? of Go <laughs> got correct, he's a big boy, he's a big boy, carrying too much body fat,
0: in my opinion, he, he got beaten, by Cyril Garne, but that was a good fight, it was a good fight. That was one hell of a scrap. He
1: would have been a better athlete
0: had he cut body fat.
1: Possibly, not a Daniel lot, not uh, Cormier. Cormier. Daniel Cormier has always been a bigger guy, hasn't
0: he? He's always been a bigger guy. When you look at him, he doesn't look in peak physical fitness, but no. in the octagon, he's a beast. Uh, unreal, really good. Um, by his own admission, champ, champ says he likes that rice. He
1: likes that Louisiana rice, <laughs> but he needs it. <laughs> Can't help. Maybe himself. that's how. Maybe that's what fuels him, mate maybe he so there, there are always going to be outliers John well. Jones
0: never wanted to fight DC at heavyweight no now it's got to be a reason for that there has to be a there has to be a reason why John Jones's team felt that was not a good move because your natural instinct I think and this is important I think for anybody that's in a sport that with weight categories is your natural instincts if you're going to drop the weight you're going to benefit. You're going to feel stronger for yeah. your weight class. And I would say that makes a lot of sense in grappling. But my personal experience is from moving down a weight class, I did not feel stronger than the other people.
1: So there's a, I think there's a fine line. I think you can go beyond. You can cut too much weight and not be optimal anymore. Just because you look shred city, it, it often doesn't mean you're going to be performing. But that works to the other extreme. If you look like you're carrying too much body fat, you're probably not optimal. If you look like you're too shredded, you're probably not optimal. And there are outliers in both
0: extremes that you need to find a happy medium. I have a bit of a theory about jiu-jitsu. Go on. Okay. So let's think physics. Okay. Right? I'm, I'm ready going to fail. So let's say, <laughs> let's say you're a person that's carrying a little bit extra around the belly area. My favorite. <laughs> that's going to... Uh, that might help your top game. I I've gone
1: silent because I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> because you don't necessarily disagree. I don't necessarily disagree. Or From agree. the physics of it, yeah, more centralised mass, right? Harder to sweep. Yes. So I think having a bit of belly on you, if you're a top game jiu-jitsu guy, I can see that that might help. It's very specific, though, isn't it? Very specific for a position. Or maybe, you know, wrestlers are super fit because it's such an active sport. Mm. But what I mean is if you're on top, if you're pinning someone, if you're trying to sweep someone that's got that kind of more centralized body mass, that's, that's potentially going to be tricky. Yes. However, can
1: I just point you to all the current Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champions of their weight class and the yeah, overall absolute so strong, champions? They? And they're not carrying that extra weight. They're so strong. whether it's UFC or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. they And are. the amount that they're
0: training yeah. to carry that extra weight, they'd have to be consuming a lot of calories, right? Yeah, you would have to be consuming. Like I bit. think if you're competing in an active sport, you've got to be consuming a lot of calories to have that extra sort of unneeded weight. Yeah, quite a bit. Because if I wanted to, let's say, you know, I've kind of touched on it before. I don't do a lot in the gym at the moment, but let's say I started to, you know, Get product, Project Lord Swaldemont mm. on the go. And shredded wheat. How many calories a day do you reckon i got to eat? To bulk up muscle bulk.
1: So the calories aren't actually the most important thing here.
0: Believe it or not. You're about to blow my mind. Oh. <laughs> okay, so. Shout out to uh, Circle of Vigor. We're about to get a little insight. Into how to get more vigorosity. <sighs> if you need a little more vigorosity. Mm. Instagram J. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So people think they need to go on a massive energy expenditure to bulk up. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. You need to put on mass where you're going to find the energy from that excess food. You need a catalyst. The catalyst is the work you do in the gym. You need to overload and stress the muscle, first of all. The muscle needs to be forced to adapt. And you can of do that through serious stress in that muscle. The next thing is protein. Protein is the next most important thing because the building will be done outside of the gym um sorry hercules is just pushing the ball into
0: so it's less about the mix of calorie amount and more about the amount of protein you're consuming yes i would say
1: you need to be you can put on muscle go on keto no don't do that (laughs) don't do that oh no hang on you can go on keto sorry let let me let me rephrase this there's a few reasons why you go on keto the first reason is you hate yourself (laughs)
0: Yeah. Jay, uh, if you don't know Jay then Jay is not a fan of keto
1: Because it's shit And <laughs> so you'll go on it if you hate yourself The second reason is Are you epileptic? Probably not Don't go on it It'll work though, right? For what?
0: For for like losing weight and stuff if you created, It will physically if work, right? Only if you
1: created a calorie
0: deficit Okay, so it's all about the calories So, But yeah. when I'm bulking up It's about the amount of protein
1: um, Yeah, so I'm just going to open a door for Hercules I, I can open oh, it Thank you very much And off he goes um, yeah, so any diet out there, take the 5-2, keto, soup, veg, juice diet, whatever it is. Anytime anyone has ever lost weight, it's because they have created a calorie deficit. Okay. They have burned more than they have consumed. Yeah. Um, and that can be done through a multitude of different ways. So the principle remains the same. The methods is what changes. The reason why people lose weight initially on keto, and I say weight and not body fat, is because you are depleting glycogen from your... System. Glycogen is derived from sugars and carbohydrates. Okay. If you deplete that from your system, it's probably about two kilos, three kilos straight away that you're not storing in your body. That's when your body goes into ketosis and it starts using dietary fat as fuel. Your brain can operate off ketones or glycogen derived from carbohydrates and sugars. If you gave your body a choice, your brain is always running off 30% of all of your carbohydrate intake. 30%, regardless of your intelligence bit chilly with that door open isn't it (laughs) um whether you're super intelligent brain dead vegetable in hospital your brain is using 30 percent of all glycogen intake in your system that's quite a lot and these keto zealots think they have found a body hack oh but we can switch to ketones and it's better it's like no because you can't trick the evolution of your body your body would choose glycogen no matter what if you're using ketones because the brain doesn't want to die it can switch to having fats of fuel okay so so i get
0: that so where does the problem come in Oh, in terms of um where does the sort of problem with keto come in because as soon as you start taking those sugars on you're gonna revert or what no no.
1: no. there's it, no problem with doing keto if that's what you want to do but you, you really want to ask yourself
0: do you want do you, to live that way long do time? you
1: want to live that way long time? and no one does no one yeah. remains on keto
0: and actually it's... i know a few people have done keto and they did have short-term results exactly but the problem is is i don't know anybody that's still on it
1: that's because it's so unsustainable 70 percent of all foods are carbohydrate based so you're cutting out a massive chunk there i'm a big guy i like carbs man and carbs let's face it they are they are
0: relevant in our life they're not essential i also like things like steak yeah perfect. oh yeah jay's recognition's coming on his mind he knows what's coming up now like guys it's thursday no steaks this was a bit of an no like, steaks impromptu recording right you all I'm saying is you promised me steak three weeks ago I -I I owe you steak you gave gave the steak the big sale three weeks ago is it just building up for a peak well I don't
1: know I feel like I'm going to be disappointed (laughs) well I finally do this steak we'll do it on Instagram
0: live (laughs) we'll send out a video we'll make out an event so anyway to bring you slightly back so this changes a bit of i bulking right i need more protein
1: more protein the, the most important thing is to be in at least in, ca- in the calorie maintenance
0: yeah so if you
1: require two thousand calories a day you have at least two thousand calories a day but you need i would say one and a half to two grams of protein per kilo of body weight that you have
0: mm.
1: and that's quite a lot of protein, that's quite, a lot of protein that's quite a lot of protein for us big but boys that
0: is what is going to lead to your development of muscle so i'm not you- sure i can afford to bulk up food prices being what they are anyway, sounds like it's going to get pretty pricey had i cooked you steak you'll be fine <laughs> it would have certainly helped <laughs> yeah
1: um but that's the most important thing the stimulus in the gym so you have to push your body through it then you have to fuel yourself through the protein because it's build and repair i'd also recommend the carbohydrates alongside that because if you cut out carbohydrates your body will convert the protein that you intake into glycogen through gluconeogenesis so having carbohydrates is protein... Sp- you're looking at me funny, Chris. Oh, fuck, you're saying a lot now, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is get your carbs, get your fats, get your protein. Get it all in. Don't cut out a macronutrient because, like I said, are you epileptic? Probably not. Don't do keto. Do you like carbs? Of course you fucking do. Don't do keto. we
0: do enjo- done here. I do-, <laughs> I do enjoy carbs. I do enjoy Everyone carbs. Everyone enjoys carbs. So let me ask you about this, jujitsu Them. So I'm 104 kilos and I'm going through a bit of a... Not, not 109 no i'm okay, not sure, i'm just asking because i'm 104 and i can will do 104 sec- pull-ups <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so anyway i wear a little less than big will he's gonna object to this but he's, he's this may well be true as of next week oh, amazing um so my question is mm. i was looking you know as you do when you go to the competition and you're kind of sizing everybody up yeah you sign up by the way everybody that I see at competition looks huge to me really it's psychological it's funny
1: because I think you look down on everyone else at the club (laughs) (laughs)
0: look down on them
1: from from a moral pedestal because you keep saying I'm five foot six everyone's like I'm five foot eight he must think I'm five foot two (laughs) there's some sort of conversion chart on your head Chris (laughs) I'm six foot you're five foot seven now
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jay's about five foot six. Okay, so <laughs> five, I I look around the I look around the the mats and I'm thinking, oh, you know, he's he's a he's a big boy. Turns out he's category under me. What? <laughs> I was like, bloody hell! Some of these some of these people are monsters. So anyway, the problem I have is my weight category now is open ended. If I keep the weight I am right now and walk into the competition, I can fight someone of any weight.
1: You want that limit. You need a limit.
0: And I feel like a limit would be helpful because there's some big human beings out there.
1: What's the limit for heavy, uh, super heavy?
0: I believe, it's and seven. I think we need to look this up. I think it's, isn't it 105? So I think it's 100. Oh, no, sorry, 100.5. 100. 100.5. Let's look at the weight limits because
1: I only know it from in and around lightweight. I don't have to dabble too much in terms of um heavyweights do I or ultra heavyweights but I will be soon
0: so Jay I want to put you in a mindset again Oh, because you know I love putting you in a mindset I love it Okay. so you've got zero hair you're back down to bold Jay Oh yeah. okay you've got a bum bag you always wear rash guards
1: I'm John Danaher
0: you're John Danaher how are my ears okay and you're coaching me your ears are much better than they are now okay (laughs) Okay. so you're John Danaher and you're coaching me okay and I come to you and I say John slash (laughs) Jay I'm 104 kilos. I need to get back in competition. Do I cut and go down to super heavy or shall I be competing at ultra? Mm. And if I'm competing at ultra, Dre, do you reckon I need to bulk up a bit? Lord's fold mop. up. So as you've just spoken about bulking,
1: takes a long time. Sounds like that's going to be super hard. You'll be lucky to put on a kilo of muscle in one year.
0: Even with newbie gains. Even with
1: newbie gains. One kilo, no, with newbie games, you'll be able to do it, but you don't have newbie games. What? Because you've worked out before. You've ruined it. I've ruined it. And you play What rugby. about muscle memory? You, what about muscle memory? I thought muscle memory was a thing. If I start going to the gym, Mus- I'll get muscle my memory muscle memory games. is a thing, but do we tell you what muscle memory is? Oh, no, I don't think we've got time. Okay, so your neurological <laughs> connection between mind and muscle. Yeah, you um, couldn't can, not say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 100.5 kilos, by the way. Yeah, 100.5. Yeah. 100.5. You have to make sense. So. Yeah, I would reckon. So you're saying, am I 105, 105 kilos?
0: So I'm saying I'm, Yeah. you're advising me now. I'm 104 right now. Okay. Stepped on the scales this morning. Let's say about 104 before breakfast. Yeah. So do you reckon I should be trying to get down to super heavy? Uh,
1: how long have you got into the competition? There's a competition coming up in what, nine weeks? Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's the minimum time. Uh, That's quite a little amount of time To be honest To cut weight But you Mm. can do it But you might feel A little bit rubbish
0: Because I'm wondering about Trying to get down To that weight category Yeah And then trying to maintain that Because I think I can maintain it that way Fortunately the
1: Are you talking about the one Coming up in our own town
0: There is a comp Coming up in our own town
1: Is that the one you were referring to Yeah So weighing without ghee, Which is brilliant
0: that ma- that's going to help a lot that's what you need for this because as we discussed for the people that are more than five foot six your geese is quite heavy <laughs>
1: it's, it's quite heavy isn't it yeah it is those big old sails that you wear those big
0: geese um washing machine wreckers
1: I would recommend cutting down to 100.5 that's what I'm going to DJ because it's going to be optimal for you so we have ultra heavy no weight limit
0: yeah and that's the problem. The problem is that it's no weight limit. Yeah. And as someone who has to then go to work the next day, I don't know if I want a man of like 140 kilos slamming me. <laughs> yeah. Um. What? What? The the good thing to I think the best way to put it
1: is Chris at the moment. So if you're a client, I would say, do you feel optimal right now?
0: I feel like I'm a pretty good weight right now. Yeah. But I feel like if I start putting the cardio in, that I need to put. Yeah to get fit for a competition because i do think cardio is the most important thing at a competition. I do think i am going to drop more weight than i am right now. Yeah, and you're going And to, i think i'm going to be at the bottom of the category.
1: And you're going to keep your calorie intake the same.
0: Yeah, i've actually cleaned the diet out a little. Okay. Because the for me, if i eat a diet that's like high in sugar, yep. or a lot of bread, yep. i feel rubbish. Do you really? I just feel physically rubbish.
1: Man, bread's so good.
0: I love bread, but if I eat a lot of bread, it doesn't make me feel good. That's a shame. Yeah, I love a pizza. I'm still going to have the occasional pizza. Oh, yeah, it's so good.
1: So, yeah, I I would recommend cutting down. Uh, If you up your energy expenditure through more walking or cardio in particular, then you don't increase your caloric intake. It's going to be hard by doing cardio, by the way, because you're going to want to increase your caloric intake through your natural response to it then you will start cutting body fat.
0: I'm just trying not to necessarily not eat when I want to eat, but yeah. I'm going to try to cut out those foods, which, you know, if I'm going to make a decision to eat someone when I'm hungry, I'm going to try and be conscious of what that is.
1: Yeah. Um, but can I can just apologize for the
0: noise you may be hearing. Herc is tearing apart one of his toys. <laughs> Ruining it. Uh, he's,
1: <clears throat> I mean, he does this. That's why we're getting for him. But he's, I mean, look at it,
0: Chris. Thing is, again, Herc's literally right next to me because he's got to come over and see the guests, he, right? He likes to protect the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jay. <gee>. Oh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... You're going to pay for that so, later, mate. If you show up. I know. We'll blame Andrew if I don't. <laughs> well, you can blame her, mate. You can blame whoever he's you still want. taking it out on me. <laughs> so yeah, super heavy,
1: 100.5. You can get there in nine weeks, I think. I think you should sign up to it now.
0: Should we see who might be in your division, Chris? The weight is the only issue. Yeah, have a look. Yeah. Have a look out of interest. So I'm signed up to this competition now. Yeah, you are. And for the first time, this is a question that I had for you, Jay. So for the first time, you've signed up to fight um, open, Ultra, open right? Weight. So you are having the exact same conversation, exact opposite conversation to me, where you're saying, I will fight anybody of any weight. Yeah. That's bold. Yeah. Because you're going to be very little for the absolute, right? yeah I'll be at the bottom end there's not many people at 5 foot 6 do the absolute
1: (laughs) no and there still won't be probably because there'll
0: be (laughs) 5'10 people at 5'10 are going to look massive next year (laughs) Five ten's pretty big so
1: yeah I've signed up to the open weight division because why not
0: why not I think it's great mate I love it when I see uh, those tiny guys featherweights in their ultra heavyweights people be rooting for me They will, and we've discussed this before. It's harsh that no one ever roots for the big guy. So I'm gonna be
1: rooting for the big guys. There is a reason why I sign up for the ultra heavy uh, for the open weight. I don't know if we should discuss it or should we discuss it. I don't
0: think you should. I don't. I I think I think it's cool that you want to spar with an old training partner. Okay. At comp. Yeah. I think we should leave it at that. Okay. Cool. I'll add one more thing. Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! The
1: reason why I have to find a competition is one, he hasn't come to the academy yet, and two, I'm not welcome at his.
0: You're not allowed to go back. No one is. Yeah, they're not open to visitors. No. Which is not on them as as a as a as guys. That's down to their instructor. Not all academies are open to visitors. You will find this in jujitsu. Um, there's a lot of really good academies out there that are open to visitors yeah. and there are a lot that are
1: not. Um, it's yeah. cool when they are open because it, you just get a variety in training. I can understand why not all academies are open to people visiting. All right, Chris, shall we see who's in your, um, in your division? Yeah, you can have a look. Okay, so no one.
0: <laughs> see, this is the reason why I never signed up to the last one because the only person when I looked that was in my, There was literally one person in my category. yeah. For the all stars comp, yeah, and I wanted to do the nogi, and I don't think there was anybody in the nogi, which is a shame because I really love doing nogi, but I wanted to ask you about this because you don't. So, anybody that doesn't really follow jiu jitsu, nogi basically means you do not wear your pajamas, you don't wear your dressing gown thing yeah. that you see people wearing judo, so it's the exact same sport but different. In terms you don't have anything to grab and hold on to. Yeah. Now, what really surprised me when we had a conversation off mic is you don't want to compete, Nogi. Oh, you know, I kind of do. But why? But I also don't. For, for a guy that's like super confident and is normally very carpe diem sees the day. You say you want to, but you've not signed up. Carpe <laughs> diem. I hate that phrase. He loves it. He's got it tattooed on him. No, I haven't. Yes, he has. And there's a reason If why. you zoom in on the snatching
1: videos... You're going to say it. Right. Shout out to my Felton, my Felton massive. If you went to Felton, Felton, community, Felton <laughs> if you went to Felton, community school, that was our bloody badge. A private school. DM.
0: It's a private school. It's not a private
1: school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eton. I mean, okay. <laughs> they would have graduated to go to Felton Young Offenders. Um, I should do it because it probably suits my style quite
0: a bit. I year. think it really suits your style. And it. I find it very interesting that you don't, really want to compete no gi so i wanted to ask you why i don't know That's it i don't know i don't have a reason i probably should great content for the podcast well, was terrible, too. wasn't it <laughs> great content <laughs> for the podcast i want to compete no gi i just don't know why i haven't and i like no gi there is a there is a reason there's got to be a reason no. because you are someone who normally when you want to do stuff you're very assertive
1: that is true but when i don't know
0: when, when when you decided you wanted to do the podcast literally next week we had a meeting about it yeah um
1: but when I don't want to do something. So you don't want to do it? I do. But
0: well, so not this what I'm I don't know about. what it is. Okay, You've got so some sort of mental hang up about no-gi, right?
1: No, I don't know what it is. There's um, I really like the gi. So when I first started this, I thought I'd
0: be a no-gi guy. And I would say anybody that sort of looks at your jiu-jitsu would probably say, you sort of fight like a no-gi guy.
1: Yeah, I probably do, don't I? With
0: takedowns. And... You think about the takedowns you like. Yeah, submission. You I like. think about the submissions you like. <laughs> it's all nogi, isn't it? <laughs> mostly it's nogi. God damn. Um, and I think I'm
1: all right, nogi. I'm quite explosive in positions. I got.
0: I think you'd be great, nogi. Got cardio. And that's the other thing about nogi. Nogi typically favours the person that's got the better cardio. Yeah, it does. And Jay's cardio is not bad. Yeah. Um, I should really do it, shouldn't I? Wow,
1: well, I don't understand why you don't want to. When's the next nogi competition?
0: It's the one that we were talking about. Oh, Milton Keynes. Ki and Nogi. Oh, I'm
1: really doing the absolutes. Yeah, but... Hang on, is that guy in You get
0: one as well? You could get one of those podium pitch where you've got like 100 medals on. <laughs> <laughs> I will do a Nogi comp before
1: the year is out. But you, I want to do one... You know what the other problem is? It's stuff like All-Stars, they only have three, four categories for Nogi. It's really weird. You've got beginner, intermediate, and
0: expert... I must admit that also makes it a little bit difficult. That's really weird. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I would do a nogi competition that has. But you'd be advanced. Would I be advanced?
0: I think you'd be advanced because I feel like if you're going to a nogi competition and it's beginner, intermediate, advanced, um, expert. Yeah. Your advanced is at the very highest, your more junior brown belts. Yeah. Um, but it's really for your kind of that purple belt yeah. sort of area, I would imagine.
1: So, yeah, it's... So I'll because do, if
0: you're if you're in the elite category, that means you're a black belt, probably. Yeah. Or, you know, and brown belts do compete against black belts.
1: I'll probably do one that has definitive belt and ranks uh, for my first no-gi. Um, but I should do it. But this is the thing. I've I, I really enjoyed the gi. I love the intricacies. I didn't think I'd like it so much. But I love the intricacies of the gi.
0: Yeah, I get I get that completely. It just surprises me that you never signed up to a an no-gi. I think I'd probably be better if I had no-gi. <laughs> <laughs> I... I'm excited to see you compete no-gi. Yeah, I should.
1: I should. Less washing as well.
0: Man, the washing is bad. Yeah,
1: I know. If you're doing gi all the time. God damn. It is is bad, isn't it? Especially the white gi. I've got so much much blood on there. (laughs) It's such a violent training. I think it's it's not mine. It's mostly not mine. (laughs) Mine is on someone
0: else's. (laughs) (laughs) That is one of the reasons why I think not everybody enjoys no-gi. As like a beginner. Because I think it's just that little bit more close, isn't it? You know what? I like, have, only I need the rash guard to separate human body. I have smelled a few balls, and you're so weird, Jake.
1: I can't help it, mate. <laughs> can't help it. It's, there, there's there's millimeters of protection between so my nose and their ball sack. Yeah, but you don't have to sniff. Can't help it. <laughs> it's an instinct. It's right there. I'm like, oh no, it's a- <laughs> <laughs> You just can't help it, can you, Chris? Don't think of a pink elephant. There he goes, right in your head. So it's right there. It's like, don't sniff it. I go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You just can't help it. It's there. But look, man, there's no one in your division. You're, you're going to have to sign up to something bigger, maybe. Unless,
0: you know what? You could be the first person to sign up to it. Is there, if there's a little way out. So I think there probably will be. That's the problem. For me, it's cost reward with the comps as well. Yeah. Like, and it's great, you know, go to the comp and, you know, and there's nothing wrong with like, you know, it's good to spiral with someone else, but the last comp, great comp, but it was going to cost me like 50 quid. and I was going to basically have one match. Yeah. And then to be fair, Big Will signed up in the same category that would have been mine. Oh, so really? I would have ended up with a match against Big Will. Uh, but we go head to head time, training all the time. Uh, and
1: I agree with you. Uh, Nigel and Andy have fought together quite a bit. Yeah. And um,
0: I don't really want to come up against a training partner yeah. at competition.
1: Yeah. And um, yeah, this is it. And I think they fought together two or three times now at a comp, maybe. And it's Andy's fault. It's Andy's, Andy's fault. Andy's searching him out because no, he refuses to drop weight to lightweight. If you think I'm five six, and Andy looked good Andy in his last comp though, didn't he? Is Andy five foot?
0: Andy's the same height as you. No, he's not. though, Is he? Is he not five six? No. In
1: your hang on, what's the translation, Chris? <laughs> he's five six minus right? four inches. He's five six, which means same he's five as you.
0: Four. I think the problem is you're not as tall as you think you
1: are. I am exactly tall, but you keep looking down at me. So condescending, <laughs> you up there, all the way up
0: there. Do you know what we're gonna we're gonna prepare a video so we can see, you know, who we think is correct what? about so how tall truth- you are. Well, it's black and white though, Chris. It's, it's a tape measure, isn't it? It will be on the video. It, yeah, it won't be five six. I'll measure you, okay. and you measure me. What height? My height. Your height. Okay. <laughs> There's no point measuring anything else. <laughs> I'm a grower. Modest Uncle I re- I don't
1: even want to measure. I would just say it's average, mate. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 measure each other up. So, Chris, we had some uh, we had some cool questions come in, by the way. I think we asked some questions again on the podcast. We did, and we no, did some we
0: mini responses, but we we did say that we would uh, cover them in a bit more detail. So, yeah.
1: uh... should we start off with? So Arthur actually had a, a few of them.
0: This is Arthur with the hips. Arthur with all the hips. Shakira.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Arthur had great questions. And one we answered in the last podcast, which was about injuries. Yes. Um, the, the next one he put on was etiquette, which I think is quite nice.
0: Etiquette. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Wash Things, do's and do not do's of going to jujitsu.
1: And we've spoke. We briefly covered some bits.
0: I think some of this is common sense, right? Mm. Like if you're a decent human being, you're going to do things, some of this out of common sense. Be clean. Be clean is a massive one. Yeah. Jay likes you to wear new boxers because he's going to smell them. I'm going to stick those. <laughs> he's going to them. And I'm going to
1: judge you based on that pong.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't judge if people don't wear new boxers and I don't judge if people don't shower before training because a lot of people are coming from work Work, okay so i don't think it's practical to say shower before training but what you do need to do before training i think is nails yeah they need to be uh trimmed and filed Mm. okay it's not enough to just trim them yeah they're too sharp otherwise aren't they yeah yeah you get talons yeah it's bad it's no good um and the thing is is you will get scratched up yeah um if you're training with someone that has long fingernails so that is a must do yeah and the other thing about that is they those scratches they take a while to heal my face is so scarred. Yeah, the human fingernail is not something you want cut in your skin.
1: Man, they, when I get tanned,
0: all the <laughs> ghee burns, all the scratches, they shot like blemishes. I am responsible for some of those ghee burns. <laughs> That's Mark. It's called top pressure, mate. <laughs> it's called efficient top pressure. Oh, I did not mark up your nose. You did. You tried to do the mother's milk on me. Lactation nation. <laughs> and because we'd had the conversation on the podcast, I refused to tap. <laughs> And I do have a pressure bruise on my nose as a result. I must that's admit, it was a horrible place to be. Was it really? Yes. Man, that's not bad for a five year And foot I six laughed guy, it off. I? And I believe I sung away in a major. You did? <laughs> to get it in your head.
1: Super festive.
0: Because if you're trying to smother tap someone and they're singing away in a major, you're gonna get the impression that they're having a pretty good time. Yeah. I was not. No. I was not. It was horrible.
1: Yeah, well, that's fine. Um, but yeah, we need to, um, yeah, tr- trim your nails, fresh kit. Even if you just want it on the mat. Fresh teeth. Fresh teeth, yeah. Brush your teeth, floss if you can.
0: You're going to be very close to someone. Going to jiu is a bit like going on a date. You're going to be close. You yeah. need to be fresh.
1: Yeah, you got to be very That's close. That's like number one. Maybe closer.
0: Other thing is you've got to treat the mats as a clean space. Yes. Do not walk on the mats with your shoes do not walk on the floor with bare feet and yep. then walk on the mat. Yep. That is the sort of thing that is really going to piss people off at yep, Jiu-Jitsu. That is
1: very true. Hercules is making a racket down there, isn't
0: he? He is. This My audio gosh. is going to be wrecked. It's, it's awful. <laughs> I mean, hang on one sec, guys. It's definitely picking up. It's picking up.
1: (laughs) So, apologies. He wants to be with Chris. He's protecting him. He's got a toy. (laughs) He's got a toy. Um, So, yeah, those are the biggest things. So, cleanliness, I think, is number one. Yeah. And, you know, respect the training partners you got to, yeah, the etiquette. Respect the belt colours, respect the training partners. Now- I don't
0: think respect the belt colours.
1: I say this in terms because of Because I think people get
0: weird about belt colours. They do, but you've got to respect the knowledge of someone. You respect the knowledge. It doesn't make them a better person. It makes them better at jujitsu uh, But I think jujitsu jitsu can become very culty yes. when people put too much respect on the belt colour. I agree. I completely agree with that. When you hear, like, senior belts giving advice about stuff they know nothing about, like jobs. because they're senior- <laughs> you heard this at a club yeah they're like hey don't don't do it like that <laughs> why are you having that conversation Jay? why are you there? having a conversation like doing that? so if you're if you're a jiu-jitsu club you will meet personalities like this whereas they put their put their belt on whatever rank it may be and then uh they start giving out advice that they're really not qualified yeah, to give out that, that is true um, <laughs> and i've seen some pretty cringe moments
1: yeah i mean look if you're a brown belt, black belt, blue on belt, the purple mat. belt, doesn't black, on the Brown mat.
0: belt, black belt, on the mat. <laughs> on the mat, yes.
1: Doesn't make you that in life. And <laughs> that's it, right?
0: Even if you are in life, it's like sometimes you have got to stay in your lane. <laughs> you do. You do.
1: <laughs> you know. So yeah, but, but respect people in the club. And you know what? If you go to a good club, everyone will respect each other anyway, and you'll you'll, you'll get that vibe. If it, if you got any red flags, if you're not comfortable with anything, in a club, and I've been there, then you should probably explore other academies just to see. What other academies are like. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, and every
0: academy is a bit like its own little uh, hub. Yeah. It's got their own little thing. And they've got their own little sort of ticks and things, and you know, the way things are. Like our academy, I'm more than happy to be asked to spa by anybody. Yeah. But that's not the same in every academy so a i'm of, obviously uh, pansies. A <laughs> i'm obviously a brown belt we do open mat and the open mat is genuinely open mat people can come along yeah. and i often and quite frequently get asked um if i want to roll with someone that i've never met before who's on lower grade because in jiu-jitsu you just don't necessarily meet loads of people that are brown belt black belts yeah um and i'm always cool with it yeah i'm always cool with it if i don't want to do it i'm going to say that um I don't think I've ever done that. You know, if yeah. I was injured, you know, and I don't know someone, I might decide, and you're well within your rights to be like, no, no thanks mate, but maybe another time. Yeah. Um, but I will, I've I've never felt the need to do that. Same. And I've always had pretty good experience. I've had tough, I've had people properly come after me. Yeah. But I think that's good. It is know? good, yeah, 100%. And I think afterwards, you know, they're they're cool. You know, they appreciate the fact that, you know, I appreciate the fact that they're, trying to like put it on you. Um, And I think they appreciate the fact that you're open to roll with them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I agree that it's, it's really good to have that. And I think personally, I want to be in an academy that does allow you to train elsewhere and does allow other people to come into the academy because ultimately we're paying the fees and it's up to us how we train and what we want to do. I personally would say if your academy does not let you train anywhere else, fuck them off and go somewhere else. Because it's up to you. It's not up to them. doesn't mean you're leaving them. It's up to you. No one I th- can tell you what you
0: do outside of that academy. I think if you're, if you're being told that you can't do something, I, I guess my big question would be why. Because if, you're, if someone's saying you can't train somewhere else through risk of injury, then you wouldn't also compete. Because the risk of injury at competition is way higher. Yeah. You know, that's just the reality of it. You know, it's a different environment; the risk is is higher. So, I don't really see a good reason why someone would be sort of adverse to you training. Yeah, would would say as a hard and fast rule that you're not allowed to do that. And there is no good reason.
1: There is no good reason.
0: I think it makes you a better competitor, and I've said it before. I think if you're going to other places, you're experiencing jujitsu with people that you don't know. They're going to have a weird game perhaps that you don't yeah. like when i've when i've gone out to uh act uh in corby uh, you know i got stuck in someone's um spider lasso guard yeah well it occurred to me no one at the clubs plays spider lasso guard wow like common guard position but i can't yeah. think of anybody whose favored guard position at our club is spider lasso yeah
1: that's true
0: and that then caused me some problems
1: that's interesting isn't it
0: So, yeah, I think that is the big benefit of going and training with different training partners. Yep, they move different they do things differently. And if you've got a big club, you're going to have a diversity of training partners, but they are going to know your game. Yeah. So, like, when I spar with people at the club, they know the type of moves that I'm likely to go for them on them. Jay knows exactly what I'm going to try and do to him. You're going to try and step over for that arm bar.
1: And it's it's the one that you step over. Which I did this week. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's so good, Chris. (laughs) It's very, very good. So, I actually spoke to Brad about this. It's so funny. Oh, did you? Because I was talking about arm bars. I
0: know when I've properly caught you because you go and talk to someone. I go crying to help. I go cry Help.
1: (laughs) And um, do you know what Grant said? What? He said, You would never be
0: catching me if we're the same size. I would not catch you if the same size. Mm -hmm. I think I've used that setup on Big Will before. Yeah. He said, Not me, though. Not on Brad. No, he didn't say that at
1: all, mate. (laughs) 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 No. Oh, my God, Hercules. Hercules is going at it. I mean, it looks like, Herc, Herc. hello, (laughs) mate.
0: I think the audio might be destroyed for this. It may be destroyed. So
1: um, what he said was, Jay, it's harder for you to do stuff. It's going to be harder for you. He goes, Chris is good at what he does, and you're fighting someone heavier. So to come set up into certain positions, it's going to be more difficult for you. So what you do has to be on point. And I said to him, I don't really like the idea of that, though. I don't like the idea of weight differences. I understand they make a difference.
0: A lot of people bigger than you. Most people are bigger than you, <laughs> uh, apart from
1: Carl. I mean, there's not many. Hang on. Apart from um, Carl. No, there, there's. Um,
0: five foot five and a half.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> there's. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, I'm probably amongst one of the lightest at the academy. Yeah. Um, which,
0: I think it's. Yeah, I think it helps. Which isn't a problem. I think it helps me being bigger, but I don't think it helps for that move. Once you got the armbar on, the armbars on. In terms of like, I think if I'm stepping over to an armbar, yeah. I don't think weight's a factor personally. No. I think that is speed. Yeah. And if anything, speed should be on your side. It catches me out.
1: That's the thing. So I know it's not weight. That's why I don't like it. Because it catches me out. It's a setup. The initial setup for it is where you get in. And my
0: defense is generally, I guess, late stage after that, isn't it? Um, At that point, I think the weight's a factor. So at the point where the arm bar is on, I think the weight's a factor. Mm -hmm. Because you're trying to push legs away from your head. So much leg. There's a lot of legs. So much leg, it's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. It's Hairy a bit, old leg in your face. Gorilla feet. So, um, <laughs> the gorilla toe. So yeah,
1: it's... um. Oh, Liam's got a great one. Yep. Um, Advice for a newly promoted
0: blue belt. Blue mm-hmm. belt, blues is a thing. Anybody that doesn't know Jiu-Jitsu, I was looking at a video recently. Sorry, I don't know if you something know just offended. Is really hungry. Someone <laughs> 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 something just offended Herc. Yeah. Did he recently get his blue belt? Oh my God, I don't you can hear this. <laughs> like, He's really rumbling back here. <laughs> he's going off. Might be a squirrel. Yeah, maybe. I bet there's a squirrel intruder in the garden.
1: I'm going to suspect there's work going on over there and he can see the workers working high. Can you see that over there, Chris?
0: Yeah, a guy's climbed through a window over there. Is there? <laughs> there
1: is a... There, is he, there?
0: He's fitting the window. Oh, so he's not happy. <laughs> he's not happy. He's he seeing someone that's not he, in, in on the turf. Yeah,
1: do you want to get that mic closer? Can you hear that grumble, guys? You might be able to hear this From Hercules over there um, Oh he's gone he's quiet That's convenient Isn't it Hercules Yep no, no noise at all. He'll do it now
0: He'll do it again yeah. You're going to be able to hear it But I don't know if you'll get The magnitude of it It's practically vibrating my chair I can feel it through me <laughs> um, um, So
1: yeah Advice for newly promoted
0: yeah. yeah So I looked at a Henna Gracie video recently um, And he was basically saying That 90% of people That start jujitsu Don't get their blue belt It's A hell of a
1: stat, isn't it?
0: That's a hell of a stat. I can't verify it, but this is what he said on the video. I believe him. And he said 99% of people that get their blue belt don't get their black belt. Wow. Which I can definitely believe. That makes sense. There's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't care. It's a long
1: journey, this. It's a really long journey and a big investment. And I think it depends. I had no blue
0: belt blues, by the way. How long did it take you to get your blue belt? Two years. That, I think, might have helped. Yeah, not good. Because quick. I got my blue belt in a year. Yeah. And I didn't really feel like I earned my blue belt. Okay. I got my blue belt because I won the British Open. Yeah. And it was a great moment. But that was only my second competition. So I only competed three times. Well, that's partly true. I competed one twice yeah. in one day. And then I competed at the British Open. And I got my blue belt. So I only had those two days yeah. of competition as a white belt. Yeah. So I don't know if I've fully felt ready for the blue. yeah. And then I was a blue belt a long time. yeah. And I was training quite sporadically, which has contributed to the long time. And I think the problem with a blue belt is your mentality does change. And I don't know exactly the psychology of why this happens, but when you put a blue belt on, I think you expect to feel different. I think your jujitsu expects to feel different. And I think the reality is, it's the only thing that's changed is your belt color? You are so right. And do you know what changed when I put my blue belt? Legit. I couldn't wait to go back
1: to training. I'm not a white belt anymore. Not a stupid amateur. Not but a stupid then, beginner.
0: you got those white belts that were giving you trouble before. Do you know what? Still giving you trouble.
1: Put the blue belt around my waist. Fucking forgot how to tie my belt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you forgot how to tie your belt. Legit.
1: I said, Kieran, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Help me tie my belt.
0: <laughs> I forgot. How mad is that? This is why you should be an Nogi guy.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's your belt you never wear. Um, yeah, but you're right. That there is a, this shift. You expect something different. I think you, it's you, expectation you think, of you think, yourself. Oh my God, now I know. It's kind of like I know, when you became a dad. I thought, oh, I'm going to be so wise when I become a dad.
0: And <laughs> yeah. the kid was born. I was like, fuck, where is that wisdom? When you become a dad, it is like you realize that it's just, basically kids fake having it. kids right Yeah, fake, you fake it, it, it. till you make it i only know about the developmental sort of uh, stages of a human being up until the age that my daughter is now
1: is <laughs> me? i don't really know what comes next <laughs> now i mean i can help you a little bit it's only a year between sienna and phoebe isn't it?
0: did i tell you about what happened when we had uh, phoebe no so phoebe was premature okay five weeks so we are getting to the end of the pregnancy first you know, first uh, baby's due. And we're thinking, it's kind of getting to the stage now. We need to think about, you know, yeah. hospital. Anyway, no hospital backpacked. Oh. I'm that person. We went to the hospital. No hospital back. Okay. So we're in the hospital. And they're saying, baby might come today. Mm. Which I don't think I really process and believe. So I'm thinking, I've got an event at work today. So I might have to let them. I don't know if I'm going to be in. Bear in mind, losing losing the ward. So they're looking at me like, this guy's not got a clue, And they were like, do you have any stuff with you? And we literally had taken nothing. Wow. So the matron on the ward takes a bit of the blue toweling, starts writing on it. These are the things that you need to go to Asda and buy. Wow. So then I go to Asda right next to where I used to work. Nice. Pop in, see everyone. I don't know if I'm going to be here later. You know, we're in the hospital, but I'll probably be out. You know, I'll probably be back. But just in case, you know, just so you know, we've got this event tomorrow. Anyway, I go to Asda. I'm looking around. I'm trying to buy sanitary pads, stuff like that, which I know nothing about. Yeah. And then uh, putting together the hospital bag. Nothing no name picked nothing. wow wow you were very unprepared well I had another five weeks as far as I was concerned everybody told me yeah first baby it's gonna be late everybody told me this that is normally this. what happens yeah everybody <laughs> told me this if you're telling that to friends that you know you should stop doing it because that's not true god damn Chris let <laughs> me like you G. back to
1: a little phrase utrinque paratus <laughs>
0: <laughs> be ready for a premature kid fuck Jay's posh <laughs>
1: that's terrible but you know what i i can't i blame phoebe she's early
0: (laughs) how dare she and we were so lucky she's healthy baby um but yeah five weeks early and then we had to spend a week in the hospital that's horrible man a week yeah that's no good is it brand new baby that was like a whirlwind yeah that's that's no good at all nothing can prepare you for that promotion from normal guy to dad no
1: and that's kind of how a blue belt would feel. Like, oh, I know nothing, but all these responsibilities on
0: me. I think the problem with blue belt is you are still very new into the journey as a blue belt. And I don't think you realise that when you're blue belt. No, you don't. Not enough blue belts realise that you're very new on the journey. Looking back at
1: me as a newly promoted blue belt, I'm a a completely different grappler.
0: 100% different. Oh, yeah. Nothing's the same, I think. That's the only way that you will continue in jiu-jitsu, you have to compare you now to you, you before. before. Yes. Because as soon as you start comparing yourself to your training partner, I was a blue belt before James Anderson was a blue belt, I believe. Wow. wow. But James Anderson was a much better blue belt than me. That's mad, isn't it? Like, I was a I was a wicked a white belt yeah because a white belt a lot of it is physicality yeah a lot of it is how quick you are you know my cardio was a massive factor i performed really well as a white belt yeah when i went to competitions as blue belt Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff you know didn't work so much anymore
1: no it doesn't there's a lot that doesn't work so
0: and i didn't know what to work on (laughs) whereas someone like james anderson he developed a very clear game plan yeah and that's what I would recommend people start thinking about when they do jiu-jitsu and you start to get to your blue belt.
1: So for Liam, would you advise... Well, first of all, can I just say, Liam, you've got to stick with it now.
0: Is oh, yeah, what, don't that, become a statistic. No... I nearly quit a blue belt. I said this before. Yeah, I nearly did, quit a yeah. blue belt.
1: So you just got to stick with it, Liam. Because
0: life is going to get in the way. If it's not, you lose the passion for jiu-jitsu. Yeah. At some point, life's going to get in the way. And it has to become a habit. It has to be, I train on these days and I do it even if I'm not feeling it. Yeah. But you also have to be of the mentality that you do it for fun. So I stopped competing because I stopped having fun.
1: I agree with you there, by the way. If you're not having fun, what's the point? Like, what is the point?
0: And I I enjoy my jujitsu now and I don't feel a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I don't, I haven't competed in a long time, yeah. mostly because of COVID to be fair, because I was competing, then COVID happened and then I haven't really got back on it since. Yeah. Um, but I don't put the same pressure on myself as some of the other people at the club do yeah, and I enjoy it a lot more and yeah. I'm experimental with my jiu-jitsu and I do want to get back to competition but I think if you are the type of personality where that pressure of competition is violence. getting in the way and you're starting to get to the stage you're not enjoying the general sessions anymore I would say it's okay to take a break I
1: agree as well. Um, I would say,
0: and that's controversial advice. I can imagine a lot of people are not going to like that.
1: No, but what I'd also say, if you if you are going to competitions, don't let your results at a competition define your jujitsu because it doesn't. It defines how you fought that guy at your competition. It really doesn't. That's it. Your your jujitsu. You could be amazing at jujitsu, but not win at competitions.
0: Because people say it's who's better on the day from who shows up, but I don't actually believe it's that. It's who's jujitsu fires on the day. I because the the thing is with jujitsu you can win matches at competition by getting to your game yeah so if i'm someone who's very very effective from say close guard position if i pull guard i win that match because yeah. i'm very effective at close guard yeah. in close guard if i try to pull guard and for whatever reason the guy is very good at defending that or just happens to get lucky or just reacts to that little bit quicker yeah. and they steal the two points And then I'm not in close guard, I'm in half guard, and I lose the match. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your close guard. No, it doesn't. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your jiu-jitsu. That person
1: got to that point, and that's also okay, isn't it? Yeah, it's just they
0: managed to impose their game on you.
1: Unless you're a professional,
0: you can't let your competitions define your worth at jiu-jitsu. As a hobbyist, you've got to be, I think you've got to be chilled about it. Your competitions should be better in your jiu-jitsu, and that's it. I think what's really helped me over the years is I still have video of my white belt competition. Yeah. Like, not my first one, it. but my second I've one. I've seen one of your white belt competitions. And I like, look back at that bonkers, mate. at times, and I have them frequently where I think my jujitsu is terrible. So, I look back and I think it's not as bad as it used to be. Which is good, right? I'm but, doing stuff in that that does not make sense.
1: Oh, mate. I love watching my old stuff back sometimes. Like, oh, wow, that's mental. It's kind of embarrassing, though, as well. And you're going time. for moves
0: that do not make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it makes no <laughs> sense. But, Liam, you stick with it, mate. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. You,
0: you were a little frustrated to see one of our white belts trying to do something that didn't make sense this week. You want to talk about that? Ross. Ross. (laughs) Ross. Shout out to Ross. Ross won a gold and a silver at the competition. I cornered him. I was proud of him. He looked good. um, Now, me and Jay actually disagree on this. Go on. Okay. So, you saw something in the video that you were like, Ross has got to work on that. Right? Go on. So, do you want to tell us?
1: Can I first, again, congratulate you, Ross? (laughs) Uh, for what he did, because one
0: of those people that can't you, can, you can't just be happy with the result. I'm I'm very happy with the result. <laughs>
1: However, <laughs> no, uh, really, i I'm, I'm very glad because the first one that he had didn't quite go to plan, um, and this one, you know, you, you pulled it off, and I was very impressed with what I saw. It was really good. I love his intensity. I love his fight. Now Ross, how many fucking times have I said, <laughs> don't attack someone from within their guard? Stop that immediately.
0: So I'm cornering Ross at this point. uh, me and maybe big will and i'm not saying anything to ross about not doing this and there's a reason for this and it's just a strategic reason go on because i don't think ross is getting sweat from there. so ross is leaning over into the guy's neck (laughs) leaning over into the guy's neck and he is in close guard so the guy's basically got his legs around his waist right and ross has got very good balance yeah really good balance like better than average He spent balance. a lot of time on one leg. Yeah. He's got better than average balance. Anybody doesn't know, Ross did ballet. Joking. <laughs> so Ross has got really good balance. So I'm looking at this match. Ross is five nil up at yeah. this point, And I think we've got a couple of minutes left. Ross is trying to submit the guy from the close guard. He's not trying to pass the close guard. Got no issue with it. Strategically, I've got no issue with it. Well, that's uh, where you're wrong. I'm not he won the match yeah so let's say the other scenario you're going to give him the jujitsu advice yep Ross don't try and submit him try and pass yep tries to pass he gets swept Get swept get swept Ross is not a bottom guy no he's not that wasn't his game plan his game plan was top game
1: so interestingly that's what led to him getting swept in his last competition he was attacking from I wasn't there the to corner him I was. <laughs> and you told him not to attack from the guard? Yeah. Don't do that, Ross. But also, Brad was there as well.
0: Yeah. So, so no. we're like,
1: work, you know, as you say, you work the hips, you work the legs, don't lean over too far because the guy could have made a small adjustment and swept him from that point. So, I would have. To admit, I don't think this guy oh, was I sweeping wanted to Ross. Have from mitigate, me. I would have wanted to have mitigate that risk, as should have you.
0: <laughs> I didn't see the risk. God, you big guys, eh? I think I. You big I, guys, so arrogant. I think I looked at that position, decided that Ross was pretty safe in that position. He was tripoded out, decided that as long as he stayed busy, he wasn't going to get penalties in that position and he was five points up and he'd win the match. And guess what? He won 5-0. So I'm not saying that your advice that you gave him would have been bad, but I'm just saying that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I did not have an issue with that. This is interesting because I
1: also want to talk to you because I wondered why- If he's down on points. I wondered why you weren't telling him to stop doing that.
0: Because he's up on points. That's because he's 5-3 at this point.
1: That. Um, I would have asked him just to break the guard not to do anything risky by doing it don't do anything silly because he also got told
0: to I go feel to... like you don't know Ross he... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I cause... feel like once we set Ross off in motion yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was going to become it's carnage like, goodbye mate <laughs> Because at one point he was told, I stopped talking to him because Ross got so intent on listening to what we were saying Yeah, I didn't feel he was watching the match I liked his interactions <laughs> with whoever's coaching him someone, I was like I want you to watch the
1: match dude Someone told him to go to Mount at one point They did But we've also discussed this Ross Delayed it In how to go to Mount Put your knee on the belly first and slide it across <laughs> He went to hop across and he looked at whoever's coaching him with such a disappointment like you just fucked that up <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was great to see Ross is very easy to coach because
1: he went he went back into that um, because he
0: was really listening yeah so and if I'd have said to Ross not to go for that sub he was going for yeah. and to break the guard I think he would have done that but I think he would have also progressed and I think at that point it's more of a risk he'd have won by even more wouldn't he possibly definitely or the guy might have come up and swept nah he's got good balance hasn't he we've, we've gone through he this. has got good balance but the guy was strong not as strong as Ross he looks really strong it's not Ross though is he Everybody said that Ross was really strong. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? Um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting because I think I saw that strategically different based on the points that were on the board.
1: That's really interesting, isn't it? But now you know better for next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience cornering people. <laughs> I'm not claiming to be the best corner man. <laughs> I just found it really interesting. I mean, once that- I shout out to Johnny, choked up there, <laughs> tapped out, didn't he? <laughs> 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 um, should,
1: um, should we bring up the final question? The final Yeah, and I think we say that because um, I'm quite proud that Chris Ramsey has asked us a question. Of course he does. He's a jiu-jitsu guy. He's a jiu-jitsu guy, and he he respects our belts, (laughs) as I said. I don't
0: think he should. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Yes. Anyway, so he asked, when you were white belts, did you get injured in five minutes, or am I just a useless cunt? Apologies if you're afraid of by that word.
0: Grow up. That's the word he used. That is the word he used. He's a comedian. He and Jay it. had to apologize because I felt a little anxious having said that word because that's not a word I normally use. No. It's a lovely word. I, I hate it. Either you do <laughs> you? Yeah. It was, it's such a vulgar word. I think it's dude. vulgar. It's just sounds, isn't it? How do you find out? How's the don't word? Don't keep saying it. I wasn't. How about um, moist? I don't mind that. Used. <laughs> Let's not say all the words that you anal juice. (laughs) So anal prolapse. A really good (laughs) a really good question. Um and I think my my advice to anybody that's starting out jujitsu finding they're getting a lot of injuries. I think there's probably a couple of things that are going on. Mm. Probably you're rolling a little bit more tense than you should. Yep. Because white belts are notorious for being tense, jerky, quick movements.
1: Holding on to stuff.
0: Holding on to stuff. Wasted energy. Learning what you should hold on to and what you should let go of in jiu-jitsu is one of those things that is, the sooner you learn that lesson, the better your jiu-jitsu is going to get. Yeah, you, can, you can't You can learn this You don't need so to fight on. to the death at every grip.
1: No, but you don't notice it. Because what have you got? You haven't got the skill yet, so you have the physicality. Because all you've got. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you do. You hold on to stuff, push stuff away as hard as you can, get on, board.
0: If you're, a, <laughs> If you're a white belt and you're finishing those five-minute rounds in training and your grip like your forearms are hurting, you're gripping too much. Yeah, I can guarantee you're gripping too much. Yeah,
1: shout out Ryan Hendry. He always said, if you're gripping that in training and you're not getting anywhere with it, just let it go. And I've carried yeah. that through since he told me that. It was brilliant.
0: And it's difficult because grips are super important in jiu jitsu, but that's right. A, like, that's an example. And you know, you'll have more perspective on me on this than me, Jay, because of your PT background. But if your body is very tense and you're using all of your strength, for everything you do you're going to get injured more often yeah that's true you're, like you do need to be relaxed for a movement so much and your body is not going to be conditioned to the weird and wonderful positions that you're going to be placed in in jiu-jitsu yeah.
1: so you know i'm quite proud that he privately messaged us about his injury about his injuries which i won't discuss in here of course but it's your typical ones you'll find
0: you <laughs> privately messaged you and then you mentioned on the podcast that's <laughs> not private I mean, now not on the flex <laughs> Yes, but we're kind of a big deal, kind of a big deal (laughs) somehow
1: to him, maybe not. (laughs) But I won't tell you what he said. But it's very typical jiu jitsu injuries, you know. We've all had little niggles here and there. You know, I've popped my MCL,
0: the the ligament on the inside of your knee. Knee injuries is one you need to be careful of, and this is one for I'm, I'm a big advocate of people watching jiu jitsu online, but be very careful if you're a white belt and you're watching things like leg entries oh. and you know K-guard stuff. Yeah. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know who you are in terms of you know, those are the type of content that you're watching yeah. because even the professional guys pick up knee injuries from that. Look, look at the Meow Brothers. They okay. can barely walk. It's brilliant jiu-jitsu and there is a time and a place for it. But if you're a white belt, what you should probably do is make sure when you're on the mat with your instructor yeah. that you're doing those positions properly. Because you don't want to be putting things like your legs into weird positions if you don't fully understand the mechanics of the positions that you're in. And it's very easy to go onto YouTube and pick up a video um, and, you know, think this looks quite simple. And yeah, it is. You'll see, you know, brilliant instructors. You know, I love watching Lachlan Giles' stuff. Brilliant instructor, recommend his videos. But what I would say is the K-guard stuff that he does, you have to have a good understanding before you play a guard like that in training.
1: Very much so. Um, but Charlie won't mind us saying, him doing stuff like this ultimately led to the tearing of his knee.
0: And through no fault of Charlie's in terms of, you know, it's great jiu-jitsu, it's yeah. legitimate jiu-jitsu, but it's also high-risk jujitsu. And if you're a white belt and you're doing that high-risk jujitsu, inspiring with probably limited drilling, yeah, you maybe need to study the position first. With someone who really knows it,
1: this is true. And um, speak
0: to your instructor; they're going to give you advice on the type of jujitsu yeah. that you should be playing, and also the type of videos you should be watching.
1: I mean, other than uh, techniques that you're performing, you're going to get it through silly things. You, you really are. You're going to stub your toe on the mat, and you might break your toe. Yeah. You're going to land on your finger, and your finger's <laughs> bent out of
0: shape. You're going to do something weird when you should roll, and you just f- f- flop onto Spike the mat.
1: Your head. The guy did it yesterday. James, he went for a roll, right, just taking a back, landed flat on his shoulder, hurt his shoulder. Oh, God. And he goes, the mat subbed me.
0: <laughs> so he was trying to take someone's back?
1: Yeah, it was in drilling as well. It was in drilling. He just slowly went over to the roll, full impact of his weight, his own weight onto the mat, hurt his shoulder. Yeah, see, so you I, do get these type of. Injuries I came
0: so? the, off the back of Alex Milson once and crunched my ribs pretty badly.
1: Yeah. I think we've all had a rib injury here and there. My right. rib's still not sitting right. It's still At, yeah, mine sticks out a little yeah. bit.
0: I call it the the Alex Milson effect. <laughs>
1: effect. So yeah, th- there are injuries that will happen all the time. And yes, as a white belt, you probably are a useless count but we all are <laughs> until well until we die. I think
0: until you're a black belt, you probably are. Yeah, this is it. So I if, still do stupid stuff well, in my what jiu-jitsu you, now. What
1: are the, Skill terms. You are unconsciously incompetent. You heard this? <laughs> and then you are consciously incompetent. <laughs> and then you are consciously competent. And then unconsciously competent. God, that is a
0: that is a complicated one, Jay. <laughs> it's a competent one, isn't it? <laughs> I think as a as a white boat, you you're gonna be you're gonna pick up injuries for sure. Yeah. Like you are. You need to have good awareness of the positions that you're putting your body in.
1: 100%. And uh, you are going to do silly things, no matter what. Just if someone's got your foot trying to spin out of it. <laughs> if someone's got an arm bar, think which direction you need to roll to relieve pressure.
0: They just this roll. is a really good one because as you know, I do like to armbar people. Do you? Yeah, I love it. Oh, okay. So, you know, I've never mentioned it before. Um, but this is a really good one. Think about who you're sparring with. So it might surprise people white belts for me to say this but if you're sparring with say a black belt a purple belt above then you should potentially feel much more confident to Safety. work than you should do if you're sparring with a white belt if you're sparring with another white belt they might get to the armbar position i would say you have a relatively low tolerance for tapping because their understanding of that position is probably quite limited And there is more risk that they will snatch that armbar on or turn in a way that puts pressure on maybe very quickly in a way that maybe they don't expect. If you're sparring with someone that's much more experienced, you can be more confident that, you know, they are going to probably apply that more gently.
1: But that's absolutely true. The um, you are at much less risk rolling with someone more experienced. They may you may feel like you have nothing for them, but it's their job to let you get into positions and work in, in certain certain areas. But you are much more likely white belt on white belt is a much higher risk because you're doing crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, you're moving in unpredictable ways.
1: Yeah, it's mad. And in fact, even when some of
0: that is the beauty of the white belt journey, mate. I'm... Those unpredictable white when belt you, moves when you
1: roll with um, physical white belts, they come into the club. <laughs> And they're not doing jiu They're doing other things. Prison jitsu. It's so I weird, it, isn't it? I call it prison jitsu. It's so weird. It's like, well, you're not supposed to move like that. That's that's weird.
0: Yeah. Um, and they'll do things like that. They'll yeah. stick their fist in your neck from guard and stuff like Beautiful. that. But just, that's right. Know. That's why I love an armbar.
1: <laughs> Ross, watch out for that one though, yeah? Don't go sticking your fist into someone's neck from their guard. You're going to get armbar. Brad trains people to do that, though. Um, only from defending a collar joke.
0: I've seen them do it to open guards before.
1: Yeah, but only for people he, think he can punish.
0: <laughs> I think you have to be very aware of the armbar if you Yeah, you really do. Yeah,
1: he's he's always turned out. It, it's pretty good. So Chris, we're actually, uh, we're actually approaching one hour, 40 minutes for this one. And
0: weekend. we've only got to cut out 40 minutes for Herc's wrestling.
1: God damn, it was bad.
0: Herc is like one of those old people in the cinema with the, you Pop know, point. Werther's originals. Oh, do you know what I mean? The Wervers originals with the awful. package.
1: We don't know how bad this is going to be. It's pretty bad. Content's going to be good. Uh,
0: For the first time in a while, it's not cut out. And we haven't had to stop it for someone puking. White white belt's in podcasting, but we're getting that. I think I'm going to give it... Jay, I'm going to give us a stroke. Oh, my God. White belt's one stroke.
1: So how many... Do we get six or seven before we get our blue belt in podcasting?
0: (laughs) Standard to get six (laughs) strokes. Six six
1: stripes. (laughs) So, guys, as always, uh, we really appreciate you listening in. We love your feedback. We love seeing the numbers of people listening. Um, where can they find us Chris
0: they can find us on tiktok correct better than average pod beautiful they can find us on Instagram better than average pod god damn that consistent they can find us on Facebook better than average pod oh my god and that's that's it right that is it actually yeah that's all of them
1: Um, and we are available on Spotify Apple podcasts and now Google podcasts Google sorted their shit out and uh, now we're good
0: we're on google Podcasts. we're
1: on google Podcasts. great we've got one listener on
0: there (laughs) one listener maybe (laughs) this might be me (laughs) (laughs) that's two then. it's you and andy
1: um but yeah no we you can find us all there um send us a message on instagram or facebook or tiktok if you want to ask us questions that you want us to ask in the podcast um if you want to shout on the podcast well we might get to you
0: yeah you know give us give us a five-star rating give us a share Share it out? Yeah, share it out. For sure, share, share the love. Out.
1: If you liked this...
0: even no, if you on, Even if you don't if like you it. Don't,
1: if you listen to this, <laughs> just share it out and give us a good review. We don't want anything apart from shares, likes. So we do want listen, something. We want something. <laughs> like. And if you don't, well, Chris is going to arm by you. He's going to arm by your face. I'm going to try for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right, guys. It's good chatting to you. And the way we always end this conversation is good radio talk when one person says... Out, and it signifies the end of the chat. Over.